Hey, yo, check this out, right? If you can't tell me the difference between a company's revenue and cash flow, gross profit margin, net profit margin, return on assets, return on equity, etc., you probably should not be picking your own stocks. Hey, yo, let's chop it up about that. Hey, yo, what's good, everybody? Frederick here, host of the hashtag Get Real Woke podcast. I'm a private equity investor. I'm a business consultant, a philanthropist, an author, and contributing writer for Entrepreneur Magazine. I have over 15 years of experience in the finance industry, and I used to own an investment banking and advisory firm. Currently, I hold designations as a financial modeling and valuation analyst, capital markets and securities analyst, commercial banking and credit analyst, and I also hold a diploma in Islamic finance. And today is hashtag for the free Friday. This is the time during the week where I come on and I break down everything that I need, that I think you need to know in a step-by-step, easy to understand format as it relates to financial literacy and business development to help you grow scale, and achieve the things that you want to achieve in your personal and professional life. Now, look here. Before I get into today's topic, I need everybody to hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell notification, leave me a comment at the bottom of this episode. Let me know what you think. And yo, check me, right? If you haven't already, I'm going to need you to hit that join button. If you want an Android phone, and if you want an iPhone, I'm going to definitely need you to hit the link in the description or the link pinned to the comments of this episode so you can join the hashtag Real Woke Live Chat community and be eligible to participate in the hashtag Learn to Earn Cash giveaway where I give away a minimum of $1,000 every month live right here on the hashtag Get Real Woke Podcast. All right, let's jump into today's topic. So we're going to continue our uh, retail investing series. We are on retail investing part 12. And we're going to jump into uh, and extend our conversation on investment risk profiling. Today's topic is financial knowledge, right? So when you are considering your uh, risk profile and, and building a risk profile for yourself, one of the key components is your own financial knowledge. So what is financial knowledge? Financial knowledge is the combined financial information, facts, and skills an investor exhibits when making financial decisions. And financial knowledge is gained through education, training, and experience. Now, let's jump on into that. Oh, check this out, right? I tell people this all the time, like people that I like business mentor at the, at the various different organizations I work with, I tell, you know, new business owners, I tell individuals, I tell people this on a regular basis. Yo, you cannot read experience. 
point blank period. It cannot be done, right? You can have, and, and, and the thing about it is you can have all the knowledge that you want to have, but if you can't execute on that knowledge, right, it doesn't mean anything. It's a waste of time. I, you know what I mean? It, it, it's just a straight up waste of time. Now, let's consider a couple of things. You know, when I say financial knowledge, let me tell you what I mean by financial knowledge. I don't mean that, you know, you took 15 minutes, you Google something, you read a couple of things, and now you think you're an expert. Nah, bro, it don't work like that. That's not how this get. That, that's not how it goes, right? You can't give it up like that and think that you know you're gonna make all of this money. You know, financial knowledge is something that's gained over time. Financial knowledge is something that you dedicate yourself to learning. You know, yes, there are books and 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 podcasts such as this one that you can watch that are going to, you know, increase your financial literacy knowledge. But at the end of the day, you also have to put some time in practicing as well, right? So, you know, you learn a lot from doing and like building a business, building financial literacy, and more importantly, building the confidence uh, surrounding making quality, sound, realistic, uh, you know, low risk decisions uh, in your investment portfolio is something you learn hands on. You're going to make some mistakes. Uh, you're going to lose some money along the way, you know, but you learn, you grow and you become better and better and better at it. Uh, and you become better and better and better at selecting, you know, assets and investments that are going to create growth for your financial portfolio. You know, if you don't have financial knowledge, if you don't know things about a company that you need to know to be able to evaluate that company properly, then guess what? You are not investing, you are speculating. And when you speculate, you have a much higher probability of losing the investment capital that you put out, right? Then you would if you had the sufficient knowledge to invest and make sound decisions based on rational, realistic facts. See, I tell people this all the time and they don't listen, but let me tell you again, your facts have no feelings, right? Only people do. And when you invest, ain't no hearts, feelings, emotions, none of that. This is all fact, logic-based, rational decision-making. That's all it is. And it's consistently done day over day, month over month, year over year. It takes discipline to do this, right? So gaining financial knowledge takes discipline. Like peep this, right? I right. Now I know, right, on this podcast, you know, especially on my hashtag for the free Fridays, you know, they not the funnest. And I said this before, sometimes they come off monotone, kind of boring, all of that, right? But that's where discipline comes in. Now, I'll admit for my part, my team been telling me for a while, yo, Fred, just do you, be you, baby. You done already made it. Like, it's over with for you. So, you know, you don't got to be staunchy, you know what I mean, corporate Wall Street banker on your podcast. You could just be you. And if you would just talk to the people like you talk to us, I mean, you know what I mean? You probably like be doing better on the podcast. That's what they told me. So that's what y'all going to get now. Y'all going to get the raw uncut, you know what I mean, uh, uh, Frederick Scott. You know, you're going to get the day-to-day -day Frederick. You know what I mean? You're not going to get the cold switching, you know what I mean, have to talk to, 
you know, the Caucasians on Wall Street, Frederick, y'all now going to get the regular degular schmegula, Frederick. You feel me? So, you know, we're going to see how that plays out. But regardless of how I deliver this content, right? And I look at my analytics. And so, you know, a lot of all of this information, I put out hashtag for the free, right? But I see that a lot of people don't have the discipline to even make it through the podcast episodes to learn the information, right? So how do you expect, I mean, tell me for real, how do you expect to really be able to, to, to grow your asset base and, and be able to retire in the way you want to retire if you don't even got the discipline to watch a podcast episode or a series of podcast episodes that's hashtag for the free. I mean, come on, baby. Like, this is free knowledge, right? So the thing about it, you know, if you get an opportunity to get free financial literacy information to boost your financial knowledge, which is only going to benefit you and help you achieve the things that you want to achieve, right? How is it that you think you're going to succeed? How does that work? I need you to hashtag make that make sense. I mean, that, that joint don't make sense at all. You know what I mean? Like, and, and it, it is, it, it's mind boggling to me how, you know, like, People really believe, especially in our community, in the African-American community, that with a limited amount of financial literacy knowledge, right, that they think that they're just going to become some multimillionaire, multi-billionaire and all of that. Yo, stats are very clear, right? Most of us will never be, you know, NBA athletes. Most of us will never be NFL athletes. Uh, most of us will not be world of famous or even United States famous, well-known uh, entertainers such as actors, rappers, singers, comedians. Most of us will never achieve that. But let me even give you some even more uh, uh, harsher reality. Even with entertainers, right? If you are a, a rapper or a singer or, or something of that nature, you know, a lot of times you are in contracts that you are beholding to the to the record label executive anyway. So while it looks good on the music videos, while it looks good, you know, all the jewelry that the, the music label written for you to continue to project this lifestyle of, of wealth. Most of these rappers, most of these singers, most of these entertainers are broke. Like they ain't really got no money, man. They owe they because now remember now. If I'm going to lease you a house, if I'm going to lease you a car, if I'm a record label, I'm going to lease you a house, I'm going to lease you a car, right? I mean, I'm going to lease you this jewelry or I'm going to finance this jewelry or buy this jewelry for you so you can, you know, sell a wardrobe to, you know, go out there and continue to project this thing the right way so you can continue to make these record sales so I continue to make this money. Man, ain't none of that that I'm doing for you coming for free. Man, that's the debt that you just piling up debt. So in order for you to even break even, you got to pay back all the things, studio time and all of that, that I put into this to get you where you are. So while you look great on social media and all of that junk right there, the reality of the situation is that bank account is not looking very healthy, baby. And the truth of the situation is this, right? Let me tell you like this. And this is another thing I tell people all the time. Ayo, like fame and fortune are rarely synonymous. Let me say that again. Fame and fortune are rarely synonymous. What does that mean? That means that fame and fortune are not generally tied together. They're not usually the same. They don't have a, they don't travel the similar path. Most people that you see that are, you know, Instagram famous, YouTube famous, all of that, right? Man, them bank accounts ain't hidden right. Like, I'm just going to keep it real with you. Like, 
fame, usually there's a, an indirect correlation to fame and fortune. Now, there are some definite exceptions to the rule that could be highlighted, right? But for a lot of people, it don't really work out that way. So don't let social media cause you to lose everything that you've invested and worked so hard in to, to have, right? And, and this happens all the time with people because you, you know, and this goes back to the lack of financial knowledge. The lack of financial knowledge that costs you a lot of money, a lot of headaches, a lot of drama. Man, I don't seen people lose marriage over bad investments. Man, I don't seen people end up in court behind bad investments. I don't seen people go to jail behind bad investments. Yo, listen, like, look, and I'm going to talk about this more tomorrow, like when I when I do my live. But, you know, there is no shortcut to success. None. It doesn't exist. Right. You walk every single step, period. Right. And gaining that financial knowledge is definitely one of those steps. You have to dedicate and apply yourself to this thing. You ever notice how like you'll see like a really fat dude or a really fat girl. And then you look at it two years later and they looking, you know, body right. You know, that dude got, you know, he looking real brolic. You know what I mean? Got your muscles up. Right. You know, like you see that chick. Now she bad body. She looking real good. All of that. Now you're trying to shoot your shot, get in her DM, whatever, whatever, whatever. And get that way overnight. And yeah, some women do cheat and, you know, like go get their body snatched or whatever. But man, all that's going to do is, you know, if you was real big, you're going to have a whole bunch of hanging skin. You know, when you do this the right way, you dedicate and apply yourself. You know, you too can have success. You too can have the, you know, financial benefit that you want to have. You too can have the investment portfolio that you want to have. You too can be able to live the lifestyle that you want to have. But if you're not going to dedicate and apply yourself, like it ain't going to work out for you. And let me tell you something about that shortcut you think you're going to take, right? Yo, first of all, everything done in the dark, hey, baby, that shit come to light. I'm going to just let you know. That junk right there, it most definitely comes to light. And more importantly, when you think you're taking a shortcut, really, you're going all the way around the corner to get next door. Because the shortcut just sets you back long term. So now you got to make up the L that you already took from the shortcut you tried to take that didn't work or work out to get back to where you were. And then take steps forward from there to be able to make progress. You just waste time, money, effort, and energy. That's really all you do. But the net effect of it is, yo, none of this is possible. Like success is not possible without knowledge, right? There is no substitution for the proper command of subject matter and your ability to be able to apply that, right? So at the end of the day, like you cannot become wealthy. You cannot become successful. Like if you don't have financial knowledge, even if you're trying to start a business and grow a business, you're going to hit a ceiling at a point if you lack financial knowledge. And more importantly, you lack financial discipline. You're only going to get so far. You, you set your own glass ceiling by not being willing to educate yourself properly. And the truth of the situation is, yeah, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you can hire smart people to do that for you. That's true. Like I'm a, I, I'm a, a firm proponent of, of delegating responsibilities. The reason why I'm able to do all of the things that I do is because I delegate work and delegate responsibility to competent people to be able to get things done for me that I either don't have the time, interest or inclination to do for myself. But the reality of the situation is, and I want you to hear this very well. If you don't have the baseline level of knowledge, how do you know that the people that you bring bringing on to help you do what you're doing, right, know what they're talking about? How you know? Because you don't have no financial knowledge. So how you know if that CPA you hire knows what they're doing, that registered investment advisor that you hire knows what they're doing, that, that, that uh, enrolled agent knows what they're doing, et cetera, et cetera. How do you know? How do you know? You don't. You can't know because you don't have financial knowledge to be able to check it out properly.
You know what I mean? Like, so you got to start with a base level of financial literacy knowledge. You got to have some knowledge about things. How do you know, like, if you got a company that's doing really well and you need some investment capital and a, a person asks you and tells you, hey, listen, you know, I'm going to give you half a million dollars, but I want to take 20% equity in your company or I'll take 6% equity now, but I want uh, warrants for 20%, you know what I mean, to be able to convert within 24 months at, at certain triggerable events. You're excited because you are 500 grand. You don't know what none of that other stuff means, right? And how do you know that you hired the right lawyer that can advise you properly on that, the right you know, financial advisor that can advise you properly on that and tell you if that's a good deal or a bad deal? How do you know? You don't. You don't. And so you put yourself in a situation to be taken advantage of. And Lou, it's a lot of entertainers, a lot of athletes that then lost a whole lot of money trusting the wrong people to manage their business affairs, manage their finances, simply because they didn't have the financial knowledge to know if that person was really talking the right talk or not. And here's the crazy thing, right? I see people all the time in our community jumping on the bandwagon of these financial gurus like Ken 500, Jay Morrison, these type of people right here and losing their shirts you know, getting taught fraudulent information simply because you don't know how to separate the fact from the fiction because you lack financial knowledge. That's just real. You know what I mean? Like you got to like, you got to think like you got to, nobody's going to take care of your money better than you are. Nobody. It's never going to happen, right? Your problems are never anybody else's priority. So you're not going to put a premium on yourself if you're not going to invest in yourself and invest in the time necessary to gain financial knowledge to be able to put yourself in a position to succeed. You're going to put it be in a much higher probability of failure, consistent failure, because that's the thing, right? When you refuse to educate, when you refuse to learn, when you refuse to grow, you just keep turning in this vicious cycle. You keep going in circles. You keep ending up right back where you started simply because you don't want to educate. You want to take the shortcut. You want to take the lazy route. Yo, listen, I've been doing this for over 15 years, 15 and a half years. Yo, I put it in day in, day out. You know what I mean? Six, seven days a week. Like I grind, grind, like I grind like I'm broke. You know why? Because I don't never want to be broke again. I grew up in the hood. My mama was a single parent. Like it was drug issues in the house and everything, right? We was on welfare. You know what I mean? I remember times when, you know what I mean? We ain't, we ain't had no food in the house, things like that. I remember my mom would go to the grocery store and this was the time where, you know what I mean? You could still pay with a check at a lot of the grocery stores and the checks wouldn't clear. You know what I mean? And so all that food that she had lined up thinking that we was going to take home and then I had to stay at the grocery store and we had to figure it out. Look, I'm the oldest of three, man. I came from nothing and I never want to be back in that situation again. You know what I mean? So the best way for me to not be in that situation again was educate myself so that way I couldn't, you know, I could be in a position to be able to succeed. Now, here's the crazy crazy thing, right? Even in the course of my career, I've lost money. I've been taken advantage of by people. There's one cat specifically got me for 25 early in my career, 25 racks, $25,000 straight up all day. Got me for like 25 grand. Name was, uh, 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 let me think of his name. Like, cause I, I try to forget the dude. He ran this company, Alan Daniels. That was his name. Name was Alan Daniels. Uh, he ran this company to call real estate capital management. Yo, listen, like, I ain't know then what I know now. And the crazy part about it, right? Yo, look, check this out. I relied on a lawyer at a really large law firm who was, he was an associate there, right? 
So, you know, like he had been there about three, four years. I relied on his opinion, his knowledge and guidance because he was on the banking team at this white shoe law firm. Right. And he told me everything was all good. You know what I mean? That he checked it out, that it was all good. I trusted him. Right. But this is why I learned not to invest in things that I don't have sufficient knowledge to be playing with. If I don't know nothing about it, if I ain't confident in my knowledge ability, you know, my knowledge and my skills in that area. If I feel like I don't I don't know enough. I just don't make the investment because I've lost money doing that. And I definitely am not just going to rely solely on the opinion of someone else because I learned the hard way. Even if it's a quality top tier law firm, that doesn't mean that the lawyer that's advising you really knows what they're talking about or they may have some back end deal going on. It's a lot of shady behavior out here in this world. Right. So if you're not going to take care of yourself, somebody else is going to take care of your money in their pocket. Believe that. Right. And so, you know me, I lost 25 racks. And so what I what I did was, y'all, I was hot too. I was tight. And dude was promising me the moon and the stars. And I believed him because partly because of what my lawyers have a big part of because of what my lawyer was telling me that it was all good. So I believed him. Worst part about it is he got me for 25. But the truth of the situation is I started spending money, you know what I mean, to grow my business as if this money that was, you know, being promised to me that was gonna come was already there. And when that money didn't materialize, man, it almost put me out of business. And that's real dead ass. It almost put me out of business. Right. And I had to, I had to grind and slay and I was depressed and I cried like, and yo, listen, like real talk, like at the end of the day, the way I prevented that from ever being able to happen again was I learned everything I could possibly learn about that situation. So if anybody ever came to talk to me about that again, I would be proficient and educated in that to vet what they were saying and, and figure out if that was real or if that was some old nonsense. And it actually, me educating myself to that situation actually turned out to be a big win for my firm. And so I'm really thankful that I did that. See, knowledge, like when you when you educate yourself in knowledge in general, but especially in financial knowledge, when you start picking up that financial knowledge, right? Yo, like your mind begins to expand and opportunities and possibilities that you never even knew existed begin to pop up for you. You know what I mean? You begin to see clearer, like you be able to see through the fog because you were able to actually take the time to educate yourself. And that education opened up your mind and expanded your mind. I tell people this and I'm going to tell y'all, check this out. Knowledge is what breaks the binds of mental slavery, right? We may be physically free, but a lot of us are still in bondage mentally. I mean, when the average income in the African-American community is $30,134, hey man, that's not a lot of money. That's nothing. That's nothing. And so the reality of the situation is, you know, people's inability to take the time to educate, learn, and grow is why the income is where it is, right? And so you're very much still in bondage. You're in financial bondage. You're living paycheck to paycheck. Let your paycheck come late. See, your lights don't get cut off. No savings in the bank account. No real ability to invest long-term consistently for, for growth because of where your paycheck is, right? And, you know, of course, we're very much a consumer community. Like, you know, African-American community is the largest consuming demographic in the United States. So on top of you not making a whole lot of money, you still want to look like you got it. You're still trying to dress a certain way. You're still trying to impress people. Hey, yo, let me give you some game, right? Hey, man, it blows me away how people try to impress other people that have nothing. Make that make sense. How you trying to impress a person? Why? What's the point of impressing somebody that can't do nothing for you because they ain't got nothing to give themselves? 
Make it make sense. And present people don't care nothing about you and can't do nothing for you. Yet you over here trying to keep up with them and look a certain way to impress them and 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 and, and seeking validation in these people. Like, listen, like that that ain't where it's at. That's not where it's at. You can't grow like that. So listen, like I just wanted to come on real quick, kick a little game to you about financial knowledge, what financial knowledge is about and what you need to do to be able to get financial knowledge. Now, some of y'all may be watching this podcast episode right now. And you might be saying, hey, man, yo, like I feel like I got financial knowledge to pick stocks. All right. All right. Let's take a look at that. Right. Let's take a look at that. So I hear you. You think you got financial knowledge, pick some stocks. You think, you know, you picked a couple of stocks. And see, that's the thing. A broke clock is right two times in a day. Right. So just because you got lucky a couple of times, that doesn't really mean anything. Right. That means nothing. It's a false sense of confidence that you build if you just did it right for a couple of times and you think now you're some sort of expert. Now, nah, I don't work like that. And long term, you're going to lose. Right. If you ain't got the financial knowledge and experience. Right. So 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 check this out. Right. So when you invest in the stocks. Right. And you got to understand a number of different things because a stock is tied to a company. Right. A stock represents ownership in that company. So the value of that stock is very much tied to the performance of the company. So if you don't know how to look at the fundamentals of the company to and not just look at the financials, but look through the financials and interpret them properly to see and get a good projection of where the company is going, because while historicals are great and what I mean by historicals is looking over the history of the company's performance is great. What we say on Wall Street all the time is past performance is not indicative of future gain. And what that means is just because they did it great yesterday doesn't mean they're going to do it great tomorrow. So you got to be able to see where things are going. You got to be able to forecast. But if you can't read their balance sheet, if you can't do a quantitative and qualitative approach on the company, hey, guess what? Hey, man, you not you probably shouldn't be picking stocks. If you don't even know what a qualitative and quantitative approach of, of, of valuing and, and reviewing a company and its management really is, then you definitely shouldn't be picking stocks. If you don't have a sound fundamental base to work from when you evaluate a company to see if it's a good stock or not, then you probably shouldn't be picking your own stocks. You shouldn't be doing individual stock picks. And that's just real because you're guessing. You throw in proverbial shit against the wall to see what sticks. Yo, where they do that at? Hey, man, like, listen, the, the, the favorite place of money is in other people's pockets. And you got to treat your money like soldiers. Listen, Kevin O'Leary said this on Shark Tank some years ago, and I never forget it because I heard it and I adopted that joint. Like, so Kevin O'Leary, if you ever see this, I need you to know that I appreciate you. So listen, you got to treat your money like soldiers. Your money, they're like soldiers. They go out to war, right? You expect them to take hostages and come back with more. And when you have the right financial knowledge, right? You are in a much higher probability of being able to send your soldiers out to war and bring back some hostages. Right. But when you don't have that financial knowledge, right, when you don't have that financial experience and you just, you know, guessing. So what you do is really what you're doing is sending your money out to slaughter. Right. So your money is going to be taken hostage by somebody else's money. And see, that's the thing. One thing about money is, man, when it leaves your pockets, money talks like this. Yo. When you give me away, don't come crying for me later. That's how money talks, right? And like, you know, so I, I just, you know, I just want to break it down for y'all and, and keep it all the way 100 with y'all because like, I feel like, you know, 
a lot of people want to be successful and a lot of people, you know, go out of their way to project a level of success that really isn't there. And I, I'm really tired of seeing our community taken advantage of because of the lack of financial literacy knowledge that they have. Right. So, you know, uh, this guru, this quote unquote financial guru that has just a little bit amount more knowledge than they do work and string it together a whole bunch of words that sound like they know what they're talking about. Right. Gets on. You know, what I mean, they get involved in a little payola with these fooler with these foolery uh, podcasts and stuff like that. And then just bring them on for, you know, a bag or whatever. You know, you drop them a bag. They're going to bring you on and promote you like you the greatest thing in the world when you're really not. Right. And they don't know how to do the vetting themselves. So therefore, they can't even tell if you really know what you're doing or not either. Right. They get on these podcasts. They get to talk in this junk. Right. Most of which is inaccurate. Right. Because they don't have the credentials, the training, or the skill set. But yet, you know, they on this podcast. So, you know, they're trusted. And our community goes and invests money with them or spends money on some nonsense courses that don't amount to nothing. Right. And then they don't work out for them. And they all they've done is lost money. And now they're more stressed out. Right. But had you taken the time to, to, to boost your financial knowledge yourself, take the time to learn it for yourself, you would have been able to separate the fact from the fiction the real from the, from the fugazi, as they say, right? So, you know what I mean? Like, I just wanted to come up and share that with y'all. I wanted to give y'all a little something, something to think about. You know, now, for those of y'all who still after this conversation really think you got that financial knowledge, we're going to put that to the test too. Check this out, right? So FINRA, uh, the Financial uh, Industry Regulatory Authority, FINRA has what's called the Investor Education Foundation. And I'm getting ready to drop a link to that uh, in the description, uh, in, in, in the description of this episode right here, right? I'm going to drop a link to that. They got a little three little tests that you can see. How do you stack up? They had to ask questions. How do you stack up? As a matter of fact, you know, all I'm thinking about it, let me go on and share my screen because I'm going to drop this link anyway, but I'm going a, I'm to a definitely share my screen so you can kind of see what this thing hit like, right? Boom. They, as you can see here, they got three exams. Let me, let me big that screen up a little bit. I want you to, I want you to boom, right? I want you to see these real good. I want you to see them real, real good, right? Boom. Let me see. Yeah. Okay. So you see, so this is the financial industry, uh, regulatory authorities, um, uh, uh, investor education foundation. What they do is they got these three exams here that you can take. They real short, they real short joints. You know what I mean? You take them and you see where you know where your knowledge is. You can take the financial literacy quiz, see how much you know about financial literacy, where you rate now on financial literacy, what your financial literacy score is, right? Do you know your fellow Americans' financial capability, right? So you can take that one, but that one really, you know, that's cool. You could take it. Uh uh. You know, like you, you want to take, you know, learn about financial behavior, your financial behavior compared to other people's financial behavior. That's great. You know, that's good. You know, that could help you with shaping your investment risk profile. So it could be value. You know, it could be value and something that you should probably consider too. But the other one that's really, you know, top end that you really need to be thinking about and, and taking a look at and answering some questions on is the investment and the investor knowledge quiz, right? Are you an investor or would you like to start investing? Test your knowledge on a variety of investment topics. Hey, listen, if you can't, like, like, Yo, like if you can't pass those exams right there, if you can't even answer the questions there and get a, you know, a, 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 at least a B plus, B minus, at least like, you know, like a 90% or better or, you know, 85% or better. Hey, man, you should be picking your own individual stocks. You shouldn't be trying to make your own individual investments. You need help. You need to go find you a competent, qualified financial advisor to help you do this the right way. That's all I'm saying. So, yeah, look, I'm going to definitely drop that link in the description. 
Yo, if you really want to see where you stack up in your financial literacy knowledge and your investment capabilities, hey man, I recommend that you take a look at them links. Go ahead and take them tests real quick. See where you stack up. You know what I mean? Because again, facts have no feelings. Only people do, right? So when you take a look at those, you're going to get a real hard score and it's going to tell you what you need to know. Hey man, you can lie to me. You can lie to yourself. Hey man, but one thing about it, when you take an exam, hey man, you can't lie to the exam. The exam going to tell you the truth about yourself, right? And so I like these little hard line, you know, uh, factual situations because sometimes folks need a reality check. But anyway, yo, look, that's all I got for y'all today. So if you like this podcast episode, hey man, I need you to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, the bell notification, leave me a comment bottom of this episode. Let me know what you think. And hey man, hey, listen, for real. Hey, if you like what I'm doing here, I need you to support this podcast, right? I need you to go ahead and hit that join button, join the hashtag real world live chat community. So that way, so if you're on an, on an Android, click that button. If you're on an iPhone, y'all need you to hit the link in the description and hit the link pinned to the comments of this episode so you can become a member of the hashtag Real World Live Chat Community, which is going to make you eligible to participate in the hashtag Learn to Earn Cash Giveaway, where I give away a minimum of $1,000 every month. Live right here on the hashtag Get Real World Podcast. So, yo, if you ain't if you ain't joined the community yet, what that tells me is you must not like money. You must not like the opportunity to get free bands in your pocket. That's what that tells me. So, I mean, hey, man, I don't know nobody that can't use $1,000 in their pocket. So, what you waiting for, man? Click that join button. Let's get it. Hey, and, and lastly, yo, listen, like, you know, I told y'all before, I got some great financial resources that I hashtag for the free. You know, on my personal website, I'm definitely going to drop a link in the cards. You know, they're going to they're gonna show up right here in the cards, uh, right on this side right here. So you definitely take a look at those. I don't wrote some great books as well on the topics of financial literacy and business development. I'm going to share a card for those as well. That's going to uh, show up here as well. And I definitely need y'all to take a look at those too, because I think they could be really helpful for y'all to help you deepen your financial knowledge beyond what I put out here on the podcast. All right. Lastly, lastly, lastly. Yo, listen, I want to shout out the Reform Alliance, right? My boy Lewis over there, you know, their CEO, Robert Rooks, appreciate them. They do great work. If you never heard of the Reform Alliance, you know, definitely Google them, check them out. Uh, the Reform Alliance fights for criminal justice reform with policy and shaping public opinion around formerly incarcerated people and what it means to really give people a second chance. I love the work they're doing over there. Uh, organization was started by Jay-Z and Meek Mill. Uh, got some really quality people on the board, Robert Kraft, you know, they got uh, Van Jones on the board, you know, they really do some really great, awesome work over there. And I am happy, honored, excited, and flattered to be able to have the opportunity to collaborate with them, work with them, and uh, help them, you know, deepen and widen the impact that they're making uh, even more. So definitely shout out to Reform Alliance. If you don't know about them, definitely go check them out and definitely become a member over there. Support what they're doing too, because they fighting for our community, man. They fighting for people that, you know, like mass incarceration is something that is debilitating and, and, and for our community, you know, like it's one of the ways that they try to make us modern slaves in the United States. So, you know, definitely go support the work that they're doing because they're doing that quality work. All right, y'all. Hey, yo, with that said, Yo, until the next hashtag for the free Friday, yo, I'm out!